got to admit, I don't care what the dwarves look like. I don't, I don't think it matters. I think the reaction is super weird. Now, may, maybe I haven't seen the photos, but I, I think this is it right here. This is the live action Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. First, uh, they don't they don't all look like dwarves, and secondly, they're they're men and they're women and they're different colors. And I and and Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I think what's weird is that some stills came out, some photos from the from the movie came out, and people are like, what is this? And then Disney tried to deny it, and then they said, uh, these are just, these were unauthorized photos, right? We These were not official photos from, from the film. And people are putting out, you know, some funny stuff. Where's the dwarf equity? That's, that's a solid, solid conversation, right? You're, you're having uh, dwarves in the film, uh, or, or about the, the movie's about dwarves, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Why aren't you hiring them? That's what we were told. You have to hire the people. If the character is gay, the actor must be gay. Um, actors don't act? No, it's not right. They can't be authentic. That's, then it's not a movie if the actor can't act. And the actor can't be known as good if they can't make it authentic. But let's let's hold off for, for for just a moment here. Does anybody actually care? Does anybody actually care um, whether or not the dwarves are, are dwarves? Did was it was it really racial when the remake of Hamilton took place and the characters uh, that were you know that defined America, George Washington? was played by a black man. Do you think that do you think that really matters? Raise a glass to freedom. Something they can never take away. No matter what they tell you. I always used it as a way of saying if if you want to tell me these things about you have to hire this actor, that actor, the other actor, well then you got to apply the same thing across the board. And I don't mind Disney taking a hit for that if they want to play in this woke category. But you want me to care how they cast the dwarves? I don't. If Jordan Peele, the the comedian and actor, wants to hire only black actors for his horror movies because, as he says, I've seen the white uh, horror movies before. I want to do this. Well, it's his movie. Go do anything you want. But I won't be told what to do. See, there's the difference. I don't want to. I don't want to get upset with what Disney's doing. I just don't ever, don't ever want to be told how I have to make a movie. I think we gotta pick our battles, pick our fights, and some of them just uh, they're not worth our time. This one's not worth our time. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden bribery—that's worth our time. That story's coming up. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. The Scottish right is gorgeous the the entire building there on meridian in downtown indianapolis is just beautiful the theaters they have inside it's everything about it gorgeous tony katz great to be with you and it is in that backdrop uh, that a presentation of give him hell harry is going to be taking place at the Scottish Rite Cathedral Saturday night, 7 p.m.
And I bring this up because there I was in D.C. for the speech being delivered by the Israeli president, uh, Isaac Herzog. And after, after the speech, there was a, a reception in the, the Rayburn Room, which was super cool. And because, you know, I'm a, I'm a somebody, boom, I'm in the Rayburn Room. And they had excellent falafel. And, and there's the, the, the president of Israel, and he's shaking hands and kissing babies. There was Speaker McCarthy, the Democratic leader, Akeem Jeffries, and Clifton Truman Daniel who got introduced to the crowd by the Israeli president during the speech. He is the grandson of Harry Truman, and he plays Harry Truman in the show, the one-man show, Give Him Hell Harry, which is taking place at the Scottish Rite Cathedral Saturday at 7 p.m. He joins me right now, Clifton Truman Daniel. Uh, and it, it's weird that you're coming to town. We, we, we meet just the other day in D.C., but there you are. You're sitting in the same gallery I am, right? You're just like two sections uh, to, to the left of me there. And there's uh, Isaac Herzog calling you out by name. You didn't know he was going to do that? No. No. I had no idea. So you are an, an, an actor by training. You, you, you've done... Uh, uh, a series of, of things uh, of stage work. I think you've done some some uh, uh, TV stuff uh, as as well. Uh, you know, episodes going going back to episodes of Matlock, etc. Um, was the goal always to play your grandfather? No. Um, uh, good morning, Tony. By the way, um, no, I um, I did not have any idea to do that, and I was not an actor by training, really. I, I joined a theater company when I was a reporter. I was a journalist in Wilmington, North Carolina for 15 years. And Dino De Laurentiis built a movie studio down there, and suddenly the place was full of actors and theater troops. So I did stage work down there, did a, those couple of episodes of Matlock that you mentioned. But I had no idea to play my grandfather until I retired from uh, I, my first half of my working life was as a journalist. Second half was in public relations here in Chicago for the uh, the community college system. But I, it wasn't until after I took early retirement 10 or 11 years ago that um, people started saying, well, you kind of look like your grandfather. And I remembered that, that play, and friends encouraged me to do it. And the next thing I knew, I was on stage playing my own grandfather. It's the weirdest retirement program anyone's ever come up with. I had asked you if you had memories of of your grandfather, of President Truman, and you were very clear. My, you know, I was 15 when my grandfather passed away. Um, very often, you hear about, for example, people who went to war and they came back and they didn't, never shared stories about going to war. Did your grandfather share stories of being president? Um, not really. We, you know, we he was grandpa. We went to visit them out in Missouri. He came to visit us in New York when we were very young. But he, he was, you know, he was a grandfather when he was when I was real little. I could climb on him, and later on, we didn't do so much of that. But he didn't. We were on school break. We actually didn't. We had dinners. We, uh, you know, they the, the adults hung out. My brothers and I did our own thing. So no, not really. Sadly. Talking to Clifton Truman, Daniel, grandson of President Harry Truman, playing the part of Harry Truman in Give Him Hell Harry, taking place at the Indianapolis Scottish Rite Cathedral this Saturday at 7 p.m. Truman.eventbrite.com. Truman.eventbrite.com. 
when did you start taking on the role? When did you when when you know you you auditioned for this thing? But this show has been around uh, for for a while. I think this you go back to 1975 and James Whitmore uh, with right. this role. Um, when did you take over, and how many performances a year? Well, there's not. I didn't take over, Tony. Anybody, any actor who wants to do the play can. They have to get in touch with the playwrights' estate and get permission to do each show, mostly so you don't clash with another actor. One of the other guys doing the show is the, is the actor who used to play Gopher on uh, The Love Boat, Fred Grandy. So there are other actors doing it. I started doing it in uh, about the first eight shows back in Wilmington, North Carolina, in October of 2017. And then, of course, COVID. I think COVID stopped all of us for a while. And then started again up uh, recently. Things. Uh, I think this year we have maybe 10, 12 shows. So you, you, you tour with this. Is it usually just a one-off, or is there a series of shows you do in any one place? And in Indianapolis, uh, you're just doing the one. Right, just doing the one in Indianapolis. But uh, we, have, uh, we have two in North Carolina next month, uh, one in Connecticut. So it's, sometimes it's, a, it's usually a, uh, an evening and then a matinee, a Saturday evening and then a Sunday matinee. But, what yeah, is I, the show? When people see Give Him Hell, Harry, what is the, is the synopsis? It, it, it's it's a it's a well written show. It it tries and and mostly succeeds to cover uh, much of his life and career, giving you the familiar things. The uh, you know what happened during his presidency, what happened in his childhood. So it jumps around a little bit, but it covers most of his uh, big chunks of his life and career in two hours. Quite a feat. Is it covering the trials and tribulations of making his way to D.C.? Is it covering uh, the unexpectedness of being thrust into the presidency? Or is it, is it a mix? Uh, it's a mix. It covers that. But it, it, covers, it covers his years as a judge. It covers uh, you know, a county commissioner in Jackson County, Missouri. It covers his uh, years in the Senate and the presidency, vice presidency and the presidency. It, like I said, it jumps around a bit. It covers the uh, firing of MacArthur's in the second act, the Whistle Stop campaign in 1948. Um, covers the uh, in a discussion with uh, the ghost of President Roosevelt. Discovers the it covers the atomic bombings. So it jumps around a bit, but it does cover quite a lot of it. Yeah. As you've done, as you've taken on this role, and as you've studied uh, your 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 grandfather, the time spent uh, with with him, the former president Harry Truman. Um, is there a story that sticks with you, a moment that sticks with you from a personal or a professional level, your, your professional studies, that this is the thing that people should know about my grandfather? This is really what made Harry Truman special in the pantheon of presidents. Well, in playing him, I try to, I try to convey the same thing that I answer. When somebody asks, you know, what, you know, for example, do I think was my grandfather's greatest accomplishment? I, I always say the same thing, and that's I think they expect the, the bombings or NATO, uh, all of that, the Marshall Plan. But I always wind up saying is that he showed us, the rest of the country and the world, that a, a, a middle-class guy from the Midwest, a farmer, a citizen soldier, a small businessman, can rise to the highest office in this land and do a better job of it than almost anybody else. And in playing him, I try to keep it. He was he was approachable. He was accessible. He was straightforward. So I try and keep all of that. Uh, try and keep all of that in mind for the audience. 
The show is at 7 p.m. on Saturday, the Indianapolis Scottish Rite Cathedral, truman.eventbrite.com. Have you ever been to the Scottish Rite? Yeah, and you're right. It's gorgeous. Uh, oh. I can't wait. Absolutely beautiful room, beautiful, beautiful place. I got, I, I, I've, I haven't done the the detailed tour yet. That's that's on the agenda. I've only lived in Indianapolis for nine years. Still haven't done the detailed tour. I got to get it done. Got to get it accomplished. Clifton Truman Daniel is his name, uh, grandson of President Harry Truman. Uh, fortunate enough to meet uh, at that speech uh, given by the Israeli President Isaac Herzog. He's coming to Indianapolis, playing the role of his grandfather, President Harry Truman. Indianapolis. Scottish Rite Cathedral. Give them hell, Harry. Saturday at 7 p.m. Get your tickets, truman.eventbrite.com. Clifton, uh, all the best to you. Safe travels uh, down uh, to Indy uh, and break a leg. I appreciate you joining us. It was such a strange interaction that we had uh, during, it was just after the speech of the Israeli president, Isaac Herzog. And, and we were talking. He didn't know that he was going to get, you know, mentioned in the speech. He, he he had no clue. And then to find out he was coming down to Indy to do the show. I, just cool. Just cool. And I figured, you know what? Good things going on. I like to know what's going on all across Indiana. I want to be able to talk about it. There, there's We don't do a good job of talking about the entertainment side of the state. We don't. We don't. I mean, every now and we'll talk about a concert coming into town, et cetera, whether it's in Bloomington, Fort Wayne, uh, Indianapolis, surrounding areas. But like, we don't we don't celebrate all of the really cool kind of off the beaten track things. You know, Foo Fighters come to town. We talk about it. But uh, this is weird. This is weird, and the way we met was weird. I just wanted to wanted to share. And if you haven't been to Scottish Rite in Indianapolis, beautiful, beautiful spot. Worth checking out. Uh, Appreciate Clifton so much. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. The Scottish Rite is gorgeous. The, The entire building there on Meridian in downtown Indianapolis is just beautiful. The theaters they have inside, it's everything about it. Gorgeous. Tony Katz, great to be with you. And it is in that backdrop uh, that a presentation of Give Him Hell Harry is going to be taking place at the Scottish Rite Cathedral Saturday night, 7 p.m. And I bring this up because there I was in D.C. for the speech being delivered by the Israeli president, uh, Isaac Herzog. And after, after the speech, there was a, a reception in the, the Rayburn Room, which was super cool. And because, you know, I'm a, I'm a somebody, boom, I'm in the Rayburn Room. And they had excellent falafel. And, and there's the, the, the president of Israel, and he's shaking hands and kissing babies. There was Speaker McCarthy, the Democratic leader, Akeem Jeffries, and Clifton Truman Daniel who got introduced to the crowd by the Israeli president during the speech. He is the grandson of Harry Truman, and he plays Harry Truman in the show, the one-man show, Give Him Hell Harry, which is taking place at the Scottish Rite Cathedral, Saturday at 7 p.m. He joins me right now, Clifton Truman Daniel. Uh, And uh, 
it, it's weird that you're coming to town. We, we, we meet just the other day in D.C., but there you are. You're sitting in the same gallery I am, right? You're just like two sections uh, to, to the left of me there, and there's uh, Isaac Herzog calling you out by name. You didn't know he was going to do that? No. No, I had no idea. So you are an, an, an actor by training. You, you, you've done a... Uh, a series of, of things uh, of stage work. I think you've done some some uh, uh, TV stuff uh, as as well. Uh, you know, episodes going going back to episodes of Matlock, etc. Um, was the goal always to play your grandfather? No. Um, uh, good morning, Tony. By the way, um, no, I um, I did not have any idea to do that, and I was not an actor by training, really. I, I joined a theater company when I was a reporter. I was a journalist in Wilmington, North Carolina for 15 years. And Dino De Laurentiis built a movie studio down there, and suddenly the place was full of actors and theater troops. So I did stage work down there, did a, those couple of episodes of Matlock that you mentioned. But I had no idea to play my grandfather until I retired from uh, I, my first half of my working life was as a journalist. Second half was in public relations here in Chicago for the uh, the community college system. But I, it wasn't until after I took early retirement 10 or 11 years ago that um, people started saying, well, you kind of look like your grandfather. And I remembered that, that play, and friends encouraged me to do it. And the next thing I knew, I was on stage playing my own grandfather. It's the weirdest retirement program anyone's ever come up with. I had asked you if you had memories of of your grandfather, of President Truman, and you were very clear. My, you know, I was 15 when my grandfather passed away. Um, very often, you hear about, for example, people who went to war and they came back and they didn't, never shared stories about going to war. Did your grandfather share stories of being president? Um, not really. We, you know, we he was grandpa. We went to visit them out in Missouri. He came to visit us in New York when we were very young. But he, he was, you know, he was a grandfather when he was when I was real little. I could climb on him, and later on, we didn't do so much of that. But he didn't. We were on school break. We actually didn't. We had dinners. We, uh, you know, they the, the adults hung out. My brothers and I did our own thing. So no, not really. Sadly. Talking to Clifton Truman, a Daniel, grandson of President Harry Truman, playing the part of Harry Truman in Give Him Hell Harry, taking place at the Indianapolis Scottish Rite Cathedral this Saturday at 7 p.m. Truman.eventbrite.com. Truman.eventbrite.com. When did you start taking on the role? When did you, when, when you know you, you auditioned for this thing, but this show has been around. <laughs> Uh, for for a while, I think this. You go back to 1975 and James Whitmore uh, with right. this role. Um, when did you take over, and how many performances a year? Well, there's not. I didn't take over, Tony. Anybody, any actor who wants to do the play can. They have to get in touch with the playwrights' estate and get permission to do each show. Mostly, so you don't clash with another actor. One of the other guys doing the show is the is the actor who used to play Gopher on uh, the Love Boat, Fred Grandy. So there are other actors doing it. I started doing it in uh, the first eight shows back in Wilmington, North Carolina, in October of 2017. And then, of course, COVID. I think COVID stopped all of us for a while. And then started again up uh, recently. Things. Uh, I think this year we have maybe 10, 12 shows. 
So you 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 tour with this. Is it usually just a one-off, or is there a series of shows you do in any one place? And in Indianapolis, uh, you're just doing the one, right? Just doing the one in Indianapolis. But uh, we have uh, we have two in North Carolina next month. Uh, one in Connecticut. So it's, sometimes it's a it's usually a uh, an evening and then a matinee, a Saturday evening and then a Sunday matinee. But what yeah, is the show when people see Give Him Hell, Harry? What is the is the synopsis? It, it's 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 a it's a well written show. It it tries and and mostly succeeds to cover uh, much of his life and career, giving you the familiar things. The uh, you know what happened during his presidency, what happened in his childhood. So it jumps around a little bit, but it covers most of his uh, big chunks of his life and career in two hours. Quite a feat. Is it covering the trials and tribulations of making his way to D.C.? Is it covering uh, the unexpectedness of being thrust into the presidency? Or is it is it a mix? Uh, it's a mix. It covers that. But it, it covers it covers his years as a judge, covers, uh, you know, a county commissioner in Jackson County, Missouri, covers his uh, years in the Senate and the presidency, vice presidency and the presidency. It, like I said, it jumps around a bit. It covers the uh, firing of MacArthur's in the second act, the whistle stop campaign in 1948. Um, covers the uh, in a discussion with uh, the ghost of President Roosevelt. Discovers the it covers the atomic bombings. So it jumps around a bit, but it does cover quite a lot of it. Yeah. As you've done, as you've taken on this role, and as you've studied uh, your 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 grandfather, the time spent uh, with with him, the former president Harry Truman. Um, is there a story that sticks with you, a moment that sticks with you from a personal or a professional level, your, your professional studies, that this is the thing that people should know about my grandfather? This is really what made Harry Truman special in the pantheon of presidents. Well, in playing him, I try to, I try to convey the same thing that I answer. When somebody asks, you know, what, you know, for example, do I think was my grandfather's greatest accomplishment? I, I always say the same thing, and that's I think they expect the, the bombings or NATO, uh, all of that, the Marshall Plan. But I always wind up saying is that he showed us, the rest of the country and the world, that a, a, a middle-class guy from the Midwest, a farmer, a citizen soldier, a small businessman, can rise to the highest office in this land and do a better job of it than almost anybody else. And in playing him, I try to keep it. He was he was approachable. He was accessible. He was straightforward. So I try and keep all of that. Uh, try and keep all of that in mind for the audience. The show is at seven p.m. on Saturday, the Indianapolis Scottish Rite Cathedral, Truman dot dot com. Have you ever been to the Scottish Rite? Yeah, and you're right. It's gorgeous. I, oh. I can't wait. Absolutely beautiful room, beautiful, beautiful place. I got, I, I, I've, I haven't done the the detailed tour yet. That's that's on the agenda. I've only lived in Indianapolis for nine years. Still haven't done the detailed tour. I got to get it done. Got to get it accomplished. Clifton Truman Daniel is his name. Uh, grandson of President Harry Truman. Uh, fortunate enough to meet uh, at that speech uh, given by the Israeli President Isaac Herzog. He's coming to Indianapolis, playing the role of his grandfather, President Harry Truman. Indianapolis. Scottish Rite Cathedral. Give him hell, Harry. Saturday at 7 p.m. Get your tickets, truman.eventbrite.com. Clifton, uh, all the best to you. Safe travels uh, down uh, to Indy uh, and break a leg. I appreciate you joining us. It was such a strange interaction that we had 
during it was just after the speech of the Israeli president Isaac Herzog, and and we were talking. He didn't know that he was going to get you know mentioned in the speech. He he had, he had no clue, and then to find out he was coming down to Indy to do the show, I uh, just cool. Just cool, and I figure, you know what? Good things going on. I like to know what's going on all across Indiana. I want to be able to talk about it. There, there's, we don't do a good job of talking about the entertainment side of the state. We don't. We don't. I mean, every now and then we'll talk about a concert coming into town, et cetera, whether it's in Bloomington, Fort Wayne, uh, Indianapolis, surrounding areas. But like, we don't. We don't celebrate all of the really cool kind of off-the-beaten-track things. You know, Foo Fighters come to town, we talk about it. But uh, this is weird. This is weird, and the way we met was weird. I just wanted to wanted to share. And if you haven't been to Scottish Rite in Indianapolis, beautiful, beautiful spot. Worth checking out. Uh, appreciate Clifton so much. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Bennett, oh, gone at the age of 96. A life on a life of the... The career, the downturn, the resurgence, uh, spectacular, spectacular voice. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. I mean, is, is, there, any, is there any question that amongst the great voices that exist, he's the great voice that exists, or existed, I guess we now say, um, no, I don't think I don't think there's any question at all. I mean, stuff like this. I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. Though my pocket may be empty, I'd be a millionaire. Gosh, that's so good. Gosh, that is so incredibly, incredibly good. Just, just the tone. The tone there is just tremendous. And then, well, this. Poets often use many words. To say a simple thing It takes thought and time and rhyme To make a poem sing With music and words I've been playing For you I have written a song I'll translate as I go along. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Most people know this from Frank and and the the more up tempo version of 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 the song. I I happen to be I love that version. I just happen to be a sucker for that and that whole intro. They like they they don't even know that the intro exists. 
which I've always found kind of kind of amazing. They're they're unaware that there's an intro even there. But with Tony Bennett, I, I think for a lot of people, they know him in his later years from the duets. Why haven't you seen it? I'm all for you, body and soul. I spent my days at a hunger. I'm wondering why. Amy Winehouse there, the late Amy Winehouse in that duet. I, I'm only sorry I wasn't listening to Amy Winehouse more intently then. I mean, I, I, I should have been as, you know, sh- shame on me. I 100% should have been doing that. The duets, you know, kind of reset Tony Bennett for a lot of people. And then, of course, just cool moments like this when he would just pop on stage with, let's say, Billy Joel. I'm in a New York state of mind. Yes. Shea Stadium 2008. I mean, it's just a career that is cool. That's it. It's just a career that's awesome. He had Alzheimer's. And in the later years, last few years, he was doing part of this whole duets thing with Lady Gaga. My skin. I've got you deep in the heart of me. You're so deep in my heart, you're really a part of me. It's very cool. The whole career, the music. I only hope that uh, the life was well lived. I only hope the end was easy. And I'm personally appreciative of the music. Monday, everyone. Take care. I'm going home. To my city by the bay, I left my heart in San Francisco. to me